0: if you're thankful for that will you lift up your hands and just thank the Lord for his faithfulness thank the Lord for his love for his sustaining power and mercy that one which keeps us that one who never fails us that God who keeps us through every season through all times God I thank you for who you are Jesus I thank you Lord for you're so good Hallelujah, hallelujah. High five someone next to you and say, welcome to Youth Week. So glad that everyone is here tonight. You can stay right where you're at, but high five someone else and say, I'm glad you're here tonight. I am so thankful. Let me get some high fives in here. We are so thankful that every single one is here tonight. On this Wednesday night, we're excited for what is happening in this group, in this church, for our young people. This is already, this is night, well, we started Sunday. I told you Sunday morning during the message that, that you were a part of Youth Week. And so we thank you for coming Sunday morning. Uh, for We just kind of snuck that in there. Sunday morning is our first night. And then we had prayer meeting Sunday night, had a powerful prayer meeting Sunday evening uh, just the presence of God was was manifested in this house. He's always here, but there's a difference when you recognize his presence and it was present Sunday night in uh, just a powerful way. Uh, Monday night, we we're also here just having a lot of fun as well as practicing and uh, and getting prepared for for this week. Last night, of course, uh, Independence Day, I hope that you had. A great time wherever you were. I hope you were able to celebrate with friends and family. And then tonight is just a, we're very excited tonight to have a special uh, guest with us. him and his wife the roots are here this is Justin and he is the assistant pastor in the Johnson City Apostolic Church and his wife they're both here tonight daisy we're so thankful you guys are both here and he's going to be ministering the word in a little bit later on he's just going to come right up when it's that time but we are honored to have you guys so thankful to have you here just one town over and heron just a fantastic people and so if you have a chance after service to meet them uh, they're not new to illinois but new to southern this part of southern illinois uh, within the last couple of years so if you haven't had a chance to meet them make sure you get to know them they live right here amongst us uh, just here in the in the Towns, Williamson County, so we're so thankful that they're here tonight uh, for this Youth Week on this Wednesday night. A few things just to let you know what's happening the rest of the week. Tomorrow night, tomorrow night on Thursday, we're having a multi-session event. That's at 6 o'clock. I think the the flyer I was told today, it says 5, I believe. It's actually at 6 o'clock tomorrow night, so that's open for anyone. We're going to have two sessions here I'm at the church, and we would love for you to come and be a part of those sessions. It's going to be a great time. Um, Friday, pray for us. We're going to be traveling up to St. Louis, all of our young people. So pray that God's will is done with us. And we're going to have a little service up in St. Louis with Brother Weston Paris. And then he's going to come down uh, south with us on Saturday night at 6 o'clock. Make sure you are here on Saturday night. And then he will stay with us for Sunday service. It's just going to be a great time for our youth week. And so make sure that you come and be a part all of our young people. And also our church, you're invited. We want you to be a part and join in with our young people, all the great things that are happening and all the things God is doing. So it's a great week. One of the great things is that we have fantastic young people. And one of those young people is going to come. She's been leading us in singing. She's going to come and lead us in prayer. And she got a fantastic report today. And I think she's going to share a little bit of that. Would you welcome Sister Joella tonight?
1: ago. Uh, as you all know, I got hit in the face with a softball. <sighs> yeah. And so I had went to the hospital uh, that night and they told me I had two broken bones. Um, and I went to, I went right home the next day and I had to get referred and I had to go to St. Louis and my point was today. And they told me that there is nothing wrong, nothing that needs to be fixed or done. And so, all good on that. And um, if you're not already standing, would you stand? We're going to go to a moment of prayer. Pray for the word. Pray for the rest of this service. Pray for the rest of our week. Travels. And, yeah. Jesus, Lord, thank you for giving us into your presence, God. We worship you, Jesus, Lord. Thank you for the word, God, to anoint us and touch our, our, us. Let us be spiritually hungry for his word, God, that he's going to prepare for us. God, as we're going up uh, Friday, that you will keep us safe. You will keep us protected and experiencing the word, God, and as everything goes along. Lord Jesus, Lord, we bless your name, God. But this is not just for us to experience growth with you, but to experience your presence in you, glory, God. We worship you, Jesus, for you are high and mighty to the praise God. Jesus, Jesus, Lord, we worship your name, God. And we thank you, Jesus, for all the glory and the honor you give us. We worship you, God. We thank you, Jesus. Praise in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
2: Forget all of the things that you did. When did I throw away faith for the impossible? How did I start to believe you? You were sufficient for me. Why do I? myself out of seeing miracles, miracles, cause you are more
3: God is a risen king. That Jesus defeated death, hell and the grave. In your own words, can you just cry out to Jesus and tell him how much you love him? He is the victor. He is our Savior who reigns on high. There is none of God that comes before him. So with your own words, declare that He is great. Hallelujah. If you know what, sing with me. You have won. Sing hallelujah. His one in all.
4: needs to happen right now there needs to be some people in this place that will acknowledge what christ has done on the cross come on we've sang about it tonight but sometimes what we can do is we can let our past failures hang us up and we can allow things to creep into our minds but if we realize the death the power of his death, burial, resurrection, what his blood has done for our life. I believe that true victory can reign tonight. So why why don't you just slip your hand into the air and why don't you just let that blood wash over you right now? Come on, there ought to be some thankfulness that rises up in this place. Come on, why don't you just acknowledge what he's done in your life? Come on, there's some victory that's happening in this place.
5: Yeah, 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 yeah. We sing hallelujah. hallelujah! Come on, tonight is your victory. Tonight you is your victory. victory. We sing Hallelujah. Hallelujah! You have won it all Come on, death couldn't hold me down.
4: Can you just clap your hands into the Lord? And can you just let him know that you're thankful tonight? You're thankful that he defeated death. He defeated the grave. He defeated hell. All so that we can have victory. So that we could have access to a life above sin. A life that is full of victory. For a Come on, some of y'all walked in here tonight thinking you'd be bound forever. But you can walk out here victoriously. You can walk out here a new life, a new creature. You can walk out here brand new. Come on, somebody ought to say death. It could have had me a long time ago. But the blood of Christ is why I'm standing today. The blood of Christ has given me victory today. Somebody say yes. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I don't know if you feel what I feel in this place, but I know that God is here. I said God is here. And he is a rewarder of those that what diligently seek after him. Amen. What an honor and privilege it is to be here in West Monroe. My good friend, Pastor Griffith, I am so glad to be here. You guys can return to your seats, but if you'll remain standing with me, I just want to say what a beautiful building this is, and this is my first time here, and didn't that worship team do such a great job ushering us into the presence of God? I heard someone sing their their first solo. She did wonderful. So great to see that. I'll tell you, I moved here maybe, I don't know, it was back in August, and there I am sitting at Crown Brew. It's, it's a great place that's a shameless plug I, I just I love a good cup of coffee and there I am I'm sitting there I've got no friends I'm lonely and here comes old brother Jordan Griffith and he is the very first friend I made when I moved here and I'm so thankful for you I'm so thankful that you became my friend he's probably thinking twice about it but I'm thankful today and I'm and I honor you tonight. Thank you for being here. And thank you for making a commitment to God. Because here's what I believe, that God is going to change some lives, not only tonight, but the remainder of this youth week. If you will allow him, young people, he will do it. He will do it. Amen. I want to thank my pastor, Pastor Abernathy, for allowing me to be here. I love that man. He's a good man. Amen. If you open up your Bibles to Acts chapter 17 and I'm going to just I'm going to read verse 27 and 28 Here's what it says That they should somebody say seek the Lord if happily they might feel after him and find him though he be not far away from every one of us. Somebody ought to just thank God right there, that he is a near God, that he is not far away, that he is not slack concerning his promise, that he is not deaf, that he cannot hear, that his arm is not short, that he cannot reach, but he is a, somebody say, near God. Amen. That was two of you. That's all right. Verse 28 says this, for in him we live and we move and we have our being. If you'll put your Bibles down and slip your hands into the Lord. Let's just ask God to have his way, that he would come down and meet us in this place. Lord, we love you tonight. I pray, Lord, that you'd be with us here on this youth night. I pray, Lord, that this word will fall on fertile soil, God, that it would touch every heart, every life. God, from the age youngest to the oldest, Lord, I pray, God, that it would touch people's life, God, and that we would be drawn closer to you, Lord. We need you. We give you all glory, we give you all honor, and we give you all praise. We love you, we magnify you, we give you all praise tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated if you're going to preach with me. If not, just stay standing, and eventually I'll get an amen out of you, and you'll sit down. That's kind of what I do. It's a little bait and switch is what it is. Amen. Amen. Paul here, we're here, we're talking about Acts. So that is not the writer Paul, but it's actually Luke is the writer here, and we are saying that He is here, he is preaching to Athens. Here on Mars Hill, here he is. These people, you've got to understand a little bit what's going on, that they are superstitious people. They are very devoted, and they are stuck in their ways of paganism. And he finds a description down at an altar that they've built, a pagan altar, and it says... to the unknown God. And so here they are. They are worshiping an unknown God. They don't even know what they are worshiping. They don't know what they are dealing with. They are just coming, worshiping something. And so here comes Luke upon the scene, and he is trying to get them to acknowledge. He is aimed at the goal that he is going to get them to understand that the knowledge of the one true living God. It was Paul that was preaching, in fact. So he stands up and he lets them know that you guys are worshiping an unknown God, but I'm going to tell you who the one true God is tonight. He is, he is letting them know that, yes, there is a God and there is only one God. And he begins to describe him as the creator of all the world and the creator of the universe. And he's the creator of life and death itself. And he describes him as not far away. Oh, how I love that because there are many times in life where we feel like we are distant from God and we feel like that we are distant from his being. But he is letting us know tonight that God is indeed near to you. So I don't know what you've walked in here with. I don't know what your situation is. But I want you to understand before the night is through that God is near to you. Yeah, but he says that he is as close as the mention of his name and you just call on his name and he is there. He's not like these unknown gods that they may plead and beg God and nothing will happen. No, but he is a God that you could cry out to in your midnight hour. He's a God that you could cry out to and he's there. He's a God that you could cry out to in your darkest moment. And he says that he's just not some distant God. But he is the God of all creation and we all must what? Seek him if we seek him ladies and gentlemen we will find him and when we find him he draws us close with relationship and it's only through him that what we can live that we can move and have our being but we must first seek God we must seek God so what does it mean to live in him that means that he is the only one that can give us life Uh uh-huh It means that he's the only one that can give us purpose tonight. So if you are wondering and struggling, what is your purpose? Let me tell you, it's found in Christ. If you are struggling what it is to live, it is found in only Christ and him crucified. If you are trying to find out what is the meaning to all of this, you find Christ. So in him we live and then what? In him we move. That means that we can make a big mess out of our lives, can we not? Oh, maybe I'm the only one. I don't know about you, but when I try to get my hands on the wheel, it seems like things go out of whack. It seems like when I try to get control, chaos ensues. But Christ is saying, Paul is letting us know that in him we move, which means if we allow him to take his hand back on the potter's wheel, and if we allow him to get his hand upon that driver's wheel, then he will bring chaos into order. Wow, he is a very good God about bringing chaos into order. So whatever chaotic thing is going in in your life, God can bring order. Because it, it is in him that we live, that we move, and have our being. What is, when we, let me just back up here. In him we move. It means that he orders our steps, by the way. That means I don't try to order my own steps. That's great. You can have ambitions. You can have dreams. But at the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen, at the end of the day, young person, you allow God to order your steps. Now, you can have ideas and you can have dreams. In fact, I hope you do have dreams because without dreams, you're dead. Without dreams, you don't have a sense of purpose. But I, I plead with you tonight, let God order those dreams. Let God order those steps. And he'll let you know if it's the wrong one. He will. Here's what I believe. I believe that you are big boys and big girls, and you can have your relationship with God, and he can order the way you live, the way you move, and what? Have your being. What does that mean? It means that he has made us into his image. It means that when he brings us in with relationship, he changes how I used to be. Yeah, when it's him that has my being, that means he gets to order the way I talk and he gets to order the way I walk and he gets to order the way I be and the way I act towards people. Now, maybe some of y'all don't remember how you used to be, but I remember how I used to be before God and that was pretty messed up. But when I became alive full of Christ and he began to reconstruct my being and he began to reinstruct my mind and my heart, he became to reinstruct everything a part of me. And he said, I'm going to create you into a creature of me. So I'm here to encourage some young people and maybe some old people tonight that let him be in your being. Let him redefine who you are. Let him define who you ought to be through him. Come on, I don't, there used to be an old song that I don't walk like I used to walk. I don't talk the way I used to talk. Because he made the difference in my life. Some of y'all ought to acknowledge that he's made the difference. huh? And it's only through him. People say you can't change, but it's through Christ that, can I submit to you, that you can change. Some of y'all have walked in here with some hopeless situations. I believe that. Some of y'all, maybe have come from a home like that that's completely tore up, messed up, and spit up. But I believe that God can bring order to chaos. You're looking at somebody that God has brought order out of chaos. I did not grow up in a minister's home. I did not grow up in a, in a functional home. No, my mom and dad were divorced. My dad cheated on my mother and all sorts of crazy stuff. But can I tell you that God... It was in him that I move and I live and I have my being. If I let him order my steps and if you allow him to order your life, he will make chaos into order. He will. He will. If you let him. If we seek. If we seek. The Oxford Dictionary defines seek as an attempt to find. An attempt to desire to obtain something. The word seek here in the Greek just means to desire and it has a hebrew notion of worship which is just meaning that if you yeah it, uh, it just means that if we have a desire for god right. if we just have a desire pastor for what god can do if we have a desire if we seek him if we desire with everything within us yeah. mm. and if we have a biblical definition of worship let me just say this, that worship is just a lifestyle anyway. Worship is not just merely something you do in a church service, but worship is something that we do because that is how we live. Can I, can I say this to you tonight, that all worship is, is you doing something that pleases God. And so for you to seek God is an act of worship. So here were these pagan people, and they were trying to seek God on their own terms, and they were trying to seek th- and try to worship things that weren't of God. But if you seek the right things, and if you worship the right God and seek who he is. Hmm. But in order to seek, it requires, I believe, captivation. and That's our theme. But I believe that captivation requires attention. To captivate means to attract or hold an interest, an attention of something. Captivation is just that state of being intensely interested. As in awe or in, of a terror or something. It, it, this captivation. And, and so can I just submit to you tonight, youth, that if you're going to be a youth that is captivated, captivated by Jesus, it comes down to if he has your attention. If this is going to be a church that is captivated by Jesus, it requires your attention. It requires you to be fully attentive to God. It requires you to seek else nothing else but only to seek God. If we are going to be captivated by Jesus, it doesn't come overnight. It doesn't come just by waving your hand, but it comes through a due diligence of seeking God Daily, it comes through a daily consecration. It it comes through seeking Him in hard times and of good times, and it it just takes some want to. I believe, I believe that. And here's what I believe: I believe that I'm in front of some world changers. I do. I believe that we are in some end days, and it's going to take some end-time revival, but it's going to take some end-time youth that are going to be captivated by God. It's going to take some young people, because this is the generation, next generation of the church, and I want you to know from me that I believe in you, and I know that God has great things to store for you, but if, if you could only believe in yourself. And can I just take a pause right here and say that God believes in you, by the way? Listen, I know you've got faults. I know you've got hang-ups. I know you've got hurts. I do too. But if you just let yourself know that God is for you, then you will be reminded that nothing, I said nothing, is against you. So Jesus addresses this. Jesus addresses this, this whole, what you have your attention on in, in Luke chapter 17. He, he's, he's really, the, the context of scripture here is that he is just talking about the end times, but in verse 32, he, he just makes a little statement, just a little statement. Luke 17, verse 32, remember Lot's wife. Wow. Remember Lot's wife. Why remember Lot's wife? Why, what, the, what is so important about this statement? Because it is a warning, ladies and gentlemen. It is a warning to not only flee from Sodom, to not only flee from this present world, but to persevere in your fleeing and to not look back, which is mean that God can change you into who he has created you to be. Hmm. Once Christ, can I tell you this, that once Christ has set you free, that you are free indeed, that you were never intended to go back to that, once Christ has set you free from bondage, once Christ has set you free from your addiction, once Christ has set you free from those hurts, those hang-ups, those, those hard things, those chains that bound you, it was never your intention to go back to Sodom. It was never your intention to look back and to go back and have a desire for that. No, no, no. When Christ sets you out from something, you are free. You are free indeed, and we sing about that tonight, how the cross has set us free, and we ought to thank God for that and remind ourselves that it is by his stripes that we are healed, and it is by his power and his might and what he's done on Calvary that sets us free. Listen, I, I know it may be good memories that comes up in Sodom. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like that's not a reality. I've heard time and time again, yeah, God has set me from this, but it was a good time, though. Man, I remember when I was strung out, but I mean, it was actually a pretty good time. But when that place is marked with destruction, you've got to get out. When something is marked with destruction, you run, and you run quick, and you don't look back. You keep going, and you keep living for God. You keep doing what's right. You keep showing up to church. You keep doing what God wants you to do, and you flee from Sodom. Because Here's what happens. We, we see in the next verse that whosoever shall seek to save his life shall lose it. There's that word seek again. That's pretty interesting. And whosoever shall lose his life shall preserve it. Because I can tell you today, you can seek the wrong things. You can seek the things of God and find life, or you can seek the things of Sodom, or you can seek the things of this world, or you can seek pleasure, but all it will do is just bring destruction. It will, it will lose your life. So remember Lot's wife, Jesus says. Those are red letters. I think that's pretty important. Because leaving those things will bring life leaving the things of the world, leaving the things of bondage, that is what brings life. Oh God, here's what I pray. I pray that we don't start this thing in the spirit, but in this race in the flesh. Mighty God, I pray that we don't try, you know, that we we maybe have good intentions, and we start this thing in, in the spirit, but what happens over time is we get a little taste of what Sodom was like, and maybe we start looking back a little bit, and it starts feeling good again, and looking good again, and maybe some things just seem like it's pulling at you one more time, and you're like, if I can just get one more taste of Sodom, if I can just get one more look again, if I can just get that taste, if I can just get that high, if if I can just, and I'm not just talking about drugs, I'm, I'm talking about Pornography. I'm talking about whatever it is that has hanged you up in your life. You just, there's just something along the way that you came to Christ and you want him to set you free. And you started this thing in the spirit, but all of a sudden, because that's what happened with Lot's wife. She started the thing in the spirit. They went to Sodom. They went to Gomorrah. And what happened? She ended with her flesh getting the, I don't know what it was. Some speculate that maybe she was, I mean, I, I try to put myself in her shoes, to be honest. I, I mean, that's a hard thing. I mean, think about it. How many likes change? <laughs> some of y'all. I don't know. I'm praying. Okay. I don't believe that. y'all like. <laughs> if you raise your hand, I'm come up here. And I'll pray for you right now. Because here, nobody likes change. I mean, it's only you know. Here's the thing about Lot's wife is that she she ended up leaving some of her children behind. God told Lot to take only his his, like, immediate blood family. The in-law, who, who, or who his children married did not come with him. And so I can only imagine what that mother was thinking, like, oh, my goodness, leaving some children behind, her. maybe she had some good possessions, or maybe it was that dream home she got to build, and all it, but all it was was just a... So when Jesus is saying, remember Lot's wife, he's saying, when I set you free from something... Your desire not ought to look back or your, your desire not ought to be on the temporal things. Your desire not to be on things that, that hurt, but your things ought to be on eternal things and the word of God. And, and your thoughts ought to be on what the spirit is. Because all it takes is one little. That's all it takes. So I can only imagine what. And you almost can't even blame her for, for just a second. Oh, what about my. It's a sneaky little thing it is, because all it is is you're walking right, you're doing right, but say, so, oh, but what about? You know, you're trying your best, you're you're walking with God, and but hey, but I remember when that that was pretty, that was pretty nice, that felt pretty good. But I plead with you, remember, lots wife. Oh God. So the problem, I believe, is what has your attention tonight. What is your attention on? Jesus was getting straight to the heart of the matter. And some of you are so flooded with your dreams and your ambitions that you are missing the things of God. Amen. And left unchecked, you will miss salvation. I'm not trying to be too harsh. And you can, you can say, cut it out. No, but if unchecked. You will miss not only the great plans that God has for you, but God forbid you will miss eternity. God, but here's the good news. God has always provided a way of escape. With the flood, there was a boat. With Lot, there was an angel. And with the rapture, there is Christ. God has always provided a way of escape. And can I tell you tonight that God has even made a way of escape for your sin? Can I tell you right now that God has not created you to live a sinful life for the rest of your life? Can I tell you right now that you can live a life that is above sin, that is above the ways of the world? I I know it feels right now, young person, that you can't get above that addiction, that you can't get above that sin, that you just keep tripping up and tripping up and you don't know how you're going to make it. But can I tell you that there is light at the end of the tunnel, that if you follow after the ways of God, that he will bring life, that he will bring restoration, that he will bring peace, that he will bring joy, that he will he will bring, I've been there. Can I just be, can I be plain? There's been a lot of time in my life where, where I felt like there was no way out of it. There was a time in my life where I was struggling so bad that I thought I was just going to stay here and die in this pit and there's no restoration for me and there's no hope for me. There's no light for me. There's no, but you know what you're doing? You are rejecting the blood of Christ. You are telling God that what he's done on Calvary was not good enough for your sin. So what you ought to acknowledge tonight is that his blood does reach to the lowest depths, that his blood does reach to the darkest pits, that his blood does reach you right where you're at, and you can live a life free from sin. You can live a life above it, and you can live a life that is freedom, joy unspeakable, and full of glory. I'm a product of that. I don't say that boastfully, but I say that with a little bit righteous indignation because I've been there. I've been in some dark places. And it took only God to pull me out. Because it's in Him that we live and have our being. Although there is a provided way of escape. We are reminded of Lot's wife. So I ask you again today, what is captivating you today? On a less, I, I was trying to figure out how to kind of transition this, but I'm just jump right in. I was once, and this, this is my title now. I, I've just now come to my title. That was all introduction. Pastor Griffith said I could go about three hours. So, <laughs> For every little water, little water bottle I've got, that's another hour. So tonight I want to preach this to you just for a few more minutes. Hang in there with me. The Great Banana Race. Where is it at? There it is. The Great Banana Race. And you're thinking, Brother Roo, he's lost his mind. So what do yellow potassium-filled bananas have to do with anything. Well, I was once a youth. I feel like I still am a little youthful. And there was one time where they thought <laughs> that it would be a really fun idea to have this banana eating contest. I heard some of y'all know about eating contests. I don't know. I won't, I won't call you out by name, but I've heard the story. Maybe I've seen a video or two. Um, and they thought it would be a great idea if they just got some youth together and they were going to do a banana eating contest in front of the whole congregation on a Sunday morning. And being the ambitious only child that I am, I pretty pretty quick. And it just so happens that my two very best friends also... We're part of this race. And I don't know if any of you have siblings, but those, those best friends were probably the closest things I had to a sibling. And there's a little bit of competition that just rises up within you. My one friend, he, he's, just, he's one of those people that are just good at everything. Oh, he makes you sick. I mean, he can sing. He can play. He can preach. He can, he can play baseball better than me. He can whip me in basketball. We would play for hours in wiffle ball in his backyard, and he'd beat me 100 times to zero. I mean, he made me mad. But I was going to beat him in this banana eating contest. I promise you that. I've got a, I've got a big appetite. I, my wife gets on me that, I, that I, um, I eat a little quickly. Pray for her. So they get us all up there. And here's the caveat. You got to be blindfolded. So they get, they get us all in chairs, and they put our blindfolds on, and they have someone assisting us and giving us bananas. And the goal is you got to eat. The first one to finish three bananas, you're the winner. I realized quick, three bananas is a lot. Because I was thinking, this is done deal. Three bananas, no problem. I got about two and a half, and I was like, oh, Father God. <laughs> I'm clay in your hands. Help me right now. So there I am in the in the midst of battle. Right? I mean, people are cheering. They they are going nuts. You know, there's people screaming Tyler, Tyler, and there's people screaming Brandon, and there are people screaming my name Justin, Justin. People, I mean, they're just going, and I'm I'm shoving them down as good. And I I I throw that peel back, and I'm done with one. And I'm I'm feeling good. And they're like, Oh, it looks like Tyler's in the lead. You oh, know, that was he's the one I was telling you about, like a deer thing, right? And I said, Oh, that ain't gonna happen. So I ripped that banana down off of the hand, and I'm just eating that banana. And I, I mean, I gagged, it was bad. But I'm eating this banana. They're, they're screaming, like, Oh, Justin's picking up the pace. Here we go. He's coming. He's coming. And so I get done with that one. I'm done. And so I start on my third banana. He said, Oh, it's gonna be close. It's gonna be And I'm shoving it down as quick as I can. And they're screaming, they're yelling, they're hooping, and they're hollering, however you wanna say it. And that some people are doing the jig in the back, I think. I don't know. It's all in my mind's eye. I was blindfolded. And it's getting close, and they said, oh, but it's going to be too close. Whoever's done first, throw your mouth open and your hands in the air so that we know that you've done it. And so I'm chewing it down, I'm chewing it down. And all of a sudden, I swallow that last bit of potassium as it's sliming down my throat. And all of a sudden, I lift up my hands, and I open my mouth wide, and I throw off that blindfold, and I'm the only one up there. And that's about the reaction that I got on that faithful day. And that, that hurt me. As you can tell, I'm 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 still a little tore up about it today. I'm still, you know, I'm preaching about it today. There's something that scarred me. I don't know. I think I may have to pray a little bit after this. But I was, I mean, just my cheeks instantly became red. And I just, I was flushed with emotion. And all I could do was just hang my head. And there's Tyler laughing at me. And I wanted to kill him. You see, though, I was so captivated and distracted by beating my friend that I threw all other judgment out the window. Burning with competitive fire, there was nothing that I could see but making sure that I got first place. I allowed the elements of what was false and what was around me to skew my reality. And so can I submit to you today that I am fearful that we can end up doing the very same thing in our lives. We can distract ourselves so much, focusing and shifting our attention of what matters, and at the end of the day, it's just a pile of lies. Allowing the lies of social media to infiltrate our minds and give us a false perception. Today, we live in a world of, full of meaningless distractions suffocating in a culture that is more interested in some sort of fake reality. We are in a world that is about pleasing the flesh. What can I get out of this? Or what what helps me feel better? It's easy to plug into a world that doesn't even exist and escape away from all reality. In this world, there is no means to escape the hurt. But all it can do is numb you for a while. The culture screams out, if I can just keep myself distracted, I'll be okay. The culture will scream to you, if I can just distract myself a little while longer, everything will be okay. If I can just take that pill, or if I can just hop on the video game. You, you hear, I'm not, I'm not saying all of it's evil. I'm, I'm, I'm not anti-entertainment, I'm just anti-pagan if I could say it that way. But they, there are studies out there that show that when you hop on a device or you hop on social media or, or video games, that your mind goes there physically. That although you are not there in reality, your mind perceives that as reality. There are studies on it. I'm not making this up. Mary Aiken in her book, The Cyber Effect, go read it. I'll just plug that. But if, I, if we can just get away from the reality of our situations, then I won't ever have to deal with them. That is the mind of our culture. We start to hear the noise of the world that we are consuming, consuming, consuming. Captivated by nothing but the cheers and roars of the world. Trying to be winners, but in fact was nothing but a mere mirage, a lie the whole time. And my fear is someday that blindfold will be lifted off and your hands will be in the air thinking that you have won. But in fact, you've seen yourself but in nothing but misery and despair. And can I tell you the enemy likes to do this to you? The enemy is the one who puts on that blindfold. He blindfolds you from reality and he blindfolds you from the consequences of sin. We see that verse that sin is but what? Only good for a season? Although sin may feel good and things of this world may feel good, it will only last but a while. And someday the blindfold will be lift, lifted off. And if it's not from eternity, it'll be from a pit of misery. So I ask you again what has your attention today? If we can have the musicians come, I, I, I'm going to close here. Who or what has that attention? Because who or what has your intention, ladies and gentlemen, will rule your heart? And it is that ruling of your heart then that will turn to your captivation. It will be the very thing that will define you. It will be the very thing that will consume you. Whatever that you attract yourself with or whatever it is that you fit, send your attention on at all times, that is what you will become. Yes. Yes. That's why Jesus says, remember Lot's wife. Because there was still just a little bit of captivation left of Sodom. But Christ doesn't want just part of you and some of Sodom. He wants all of And I'm not saying that to beat you down, but that is a beautiful and glorious thing. When you get to come to all of God, that doesn't hold you back. You're saying, well, brother, what about all the fun times I can have? Brother, what about all this this great time I can have in the world? Living a life of God does not hold you back. But it gives you the freedom to live the way you ought to live, the way that you were designed to live. Freedom is not getting to do whatever you want. Freedom is living the way you ought to live. I get it. I I felt the pulse. I I wanted to be cool and popular. And then I learned how to ride a unicycle and that went out the window. (laughs) But who has your attention? Because whatever has your attention has your captivation. And whatever you are captivated on will define you. And we can either let Sodom define us or we can allow the Lord to define us. Because this is, oh man. I want y'all to know that Jesus loves you so much. And I know that sounds really like, but it's true that the God of all creation loves you. Into this world, it it wants to destroy you. This world will say it loves you, it'll say it's there for you, but all along while you were just in a great banana race. But when Christ says he loves you, that's the Creator coming down and saying, I want relationship. That's the Creator coming down and saying that you can live a life full of freedom, and joy, and peace. I know things may not be easy for you. I understand that. I'm not ignorant to that. But if you can get a good definition of who God says you are, that will captivate you more than anything. And that's what Christ is getting at here, is that if you will be captivated on me, and if you will be fixated on me, then he will give you the life that he has intended for your life. And that's where blessing comes from. That's where joy comes from. Ladies, man, we pray for you because we know what this world is throwing at you. But what the world is throwing at you is not what God defines you to be. Young men, you're probably the most scrutinized people in all the world right now, but can I tell you, that is not how God defined you to be. God defined you to be a strong man of God who will rise up for the things of truth and righteousness and rise up for the things that, that are good and rise up for the things that are biblical. Because end-time revival will require some end-time commitment. I wish to say it wasn't that way, but end-time commitment is going to take being fully captivated on. It's going to make a commitment every day It's not easy. There are some days I wake up, and it's just a hard thing to commit to. Let's just, let's just, I mean, I don't want to paint a picture saying that it's the easiest thing to live for God all the time. But there's blessing. And if you stick at it, and you stay committed, and you do your part, I promise you God will do his part. I promise you. 110%. If you do your part, God will do his part. If we can all stand, I, I'm, I'm going to open up these altars. And this altar call here is for people that, here's what I, this is what I ask in this altar call, is that you will let God search your heart. And anything that is preceding the knowledge of God, or that is stunting you to be who God is defining you to be, give that to God. Because the beautiful thing is it's not too late for you. The beautiful thing is you can come to this altar tonight, and you can leave here changed. You can leave here uplifted. You can leave here being exactly who God wants you to be. I believe that. I believe there are world changers in front of me. I believe that you can, if not this world, this area turned upside down. I'm not, I don't, I don't want an applause of that. I'm not saying that to get you hyped up, but I'm saying that because I believe it. I'm saying that because I believe God is calling up and raising up young men and young ladies who will follow after the way of God and show this world that I'm not going to be captivated by anything else but Jesus Christ. I'm not going to be swayed by anything else. I'm not going to play the little game that the world wants me to play, but I'm going to fix my mind. That doesn't mean you can't have fun. I'm not, I'm not saying you can't have good godly fun and you've got to be a bump on the log. But I'm just saying, what has your attention? Right now, I'm opening up these altars. Anybody, whosoever will come, who will make a fresh commitment to God, that I'm going to be captivated by you. This youth week, God, I'm going to leave captivated through you, Lord. I don't want to play the game that this world has for me, but, Lord, I want to live in the full potential that you have for my life. Come on, right now, I believe that there are some people that you are going to see the full potential that God has for your life. Come on, you may have walked in here bound. You may have walked in here with some some hurt. You may have walked in here with your mind shackled up, but you're going to get a glimpse of the potential that God has for your life. I believe there's going to be some callings on some people's life. And and if you're not a call to ministry, then a call out to the work field because you could be a witness to people. Come on, right now, in your own way, why don't you make a fresh commitment to God? And you're going to allow him to define you to who he wants you to be. Come on, right now, why don't you seek the Lord? Seek the Lord.